Hello and welcome to the podcast, Adventures of a New You. I am your host, Jen Park, a social worker and fellow adventurer. This is episode number 63 of the podcast, and today I want to talk about decision fatigue. As adults, we make countless decisions every single day. We make decisions about what to wear, how to parent, what to eat, what to drink, where to go, what we want to learn, how we want to spend our spare time, how to show up for our partners or significant others, how we can be better humans, what we want to do in five years. And some of this is enough. Like that is, that is enough decision-making right there. But then right now you throw in the fact that we are in the middle of a pandemic. I say middle because I hope we're at least in the middle, but who knows, right? This has been going on for months. So life right now requires even more decision-making literally around everything that we are trying to do. And it is downright exhausting. It is, it is absolutely draining and, and it can be a huge energy leak for us if we are not mindful when we are trying to even just sit down and schedule an appointment, let alone actually go to any appointments or, or any of our work duties or school activity, any of the things that are out there in the world that we feel that we could, should, would be doing. There's also an incredible sense of guilt, I think. I I call it mom guilt, but I don't, I don't know that it is just mom guilt because I think it happens to a lot of us that aren't even moms. Because right now, you think about what you, like I said, what you should be doing. And it's a lot of the comparison and not even necessarily just comparing your life to others' lives and watching their highlight reels. But when you think about what do you normally do in the fall? So it is the fall here in Pennsylvania. And normally we do all the things like you go pumpkin picking or you go apple picking, you go on a hayride, you go, you just do all of the fall things. And for a lot of people, you're weighing, do you continue to try and do these things? Can you do these things safely? Is it worth doing these things? Will anybody notice, like mainly your kids, will they notice if you don't do these things? Is it going to be a detriment to them if you don't do these things? Is it going to be a detriment to them if you do do things? And I know that I am an overthinker just in all things life. I 100% am I call myself an overthinker, not a worrier, but you can call me whatever you like because I do my, this is how my brain goes. And I am constantly evaluating everything that we could, would, should be doing the things that we're invited to. And I know that everyone has a different mindset on, let's say how to practice life in a pandemic, but I know where I stand and I know the level of risk that my job puts on us. And that really is enough for me. Um, some people are, are more lax and that's okay. That's, that is what they do. We have, you know, our things that we, we do do, you know, we go to the grocery store now. And, you know, if you were listening to me at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like full on grocery pickup. I am still a huge fan of this as just like a time saver in life. But I do, I actually like going to the grocery store. So I don't, 
not not necessarily with a mask on, but uh, but I I like being able to pick out my own things whenever possible. So we are going to the grocery store. I am working. That looks different now. Um, because scheduling appointments is really hard, which is why I wanted to talk about this today. And then uh, my son is going to school a little bit um, because that's where we're at. And it was after several meetings, many conversations, and still me evaluating every single day how I feel about that. I know how he feels about it, and I know how I feel about it, and we aren't even on the same page and that's okay. We don't have to be at the end of the day. You know, we talk things out and we make a decision as a family on what we think is best. <clears throat> so every, every one of these decisions that you're making takes so much thought and maybe it's easier for other people, but if you are like me and you are an overthinker or an evaluator and you weigh your decisions, you weigh all the options for everything, then sit back and listen. <laughs> if you, if this is not a thing for you, you can feel free to skip this episode, I guess, right? But there, are, I think there are some things here. So in making our decisions now, because everything has changed, like the way that we work has changed, school has changed, because before we would drop our kids off at eight in the morning and then either pick them up at three or pick them up at six if they have to stay for aftercare because a work day doesn't end at three. But so you had that time, not free time, but but now in hindsight, it feels like it was free time because I could plan my entire day, appointment after appointment, go here, go there, go to the office go to home visits, do all the things that I needed to do, even stick in personal appointments if I needed to, because I knew that my son was at school. And for lack of a better word, that childcare piece was taken care of. And I know that school is not childcare, but school is a safe place for our kids to be so that we can go to work. Well, it used to be anyways. It used to be that that safe place, that is where they were they were taken care of. We knew that they were taken care of. We knew that they were safe. And now you're constantly wondering, worrying, are they safe? Is this okay for them to be there? And then you are trying to, for me, the way my schedule works, like I'm trying to pack as much as I can into the time that my son goes to school. And I'll tell you what, it's, I call it preschool hours because it is not enough to do anything. And my son is a kid who's been, well, he's been in daycare since he was 18 months old because out of necessity, but he's always had that space to be in during the day so that I could be in my space and doing my thing and doing the things that I need to do and having to weigh and evaluate and try to to schedule appointments in like these mini pockets of time, it's incredibly stressful. It's incredibly stressful to schedule it. It's incredibly stressful when you're in an appointment to know that you have to be back by a certain time and that you want to show up as the best version of yourself at your appointment, at, you know, at work, at, on a phone call, at even your own doctor's appointment. Like you want to be able to like put your energies there and that's incredibly hard when you're feeling pulled because you know you have a deadline and that deadline is barely enough for you to get anything done. 
The other thing that has shifted is childcare in general, because I have, I know I have an incredible tribe. I do. But having to rely on them to like shift their schedules is also, that's a big ask. And during this time, it's a lot of extra ask. I'll call it like that. It's extra ask because I need them so much more. And it's hard because you have to constantly reevaluate what they're doing too and be worried about what they're doing as far as keeping themselves safe and where have they been and what have they done and who are they seeing. And it's also, it's kind of like having a difficult conversation. So my boss compares it to like at the conversation about STDs and, and things like that. You just assume everybody has it, but it's like, you need to ask, like ask your parents, where have you been? Who have you seen? What are you doing? How did you, what are you? And my parents' values and mine don't necessarily align. We'll just say it like that. Right, mom? Cause I know you're listening. They don't, we practice differently and for a long time, I was really ragging on my mom. Where are you going? What are you doing? What, are you, what, 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 what? And she was getting so irritated with me. But I need to know because if we're going to be seeing you or I am going to be like having you help me, I need to know. And I know that that has got to be incredibly frustrating as a parent to have your child like interrogating you about like, where have you been? What are you doing? Because <laughs> it's really, you know, that rule reversal. But these aren't questions that we have to be asking of, of people that we're having close to us right now. It's just, just how it goes. So one of the things that I have been trying to do, even pre-pandemic is, and if you know my story, you know, you know, I hate a birthday party. You know, I hate a shower. So I should, I do hate, I was going to say, I shouldn't say hate, but I really do because they, For me, those things have always been, and I know they're like, you know, happy and you celebrate, but those are a time suck for me. And that, that doesn't feel good to say out loud still, even though for what, 10 years I've been doing it because I realized when my son was a baby that I only had X amount of hours with him every day. That's it. Because I was working, he went to daycare, had X amount of hours. So knowing that has always helped me plan my schedule, right? So I know that like, if you get invited to a bridal shower, yeah, you're happy for the bride and, and that's great. And, and you know, you want to celebrate them, but you have to find a way that works for you to do it. Sitting in a room with 30 women that you don't know, that's not the way to do it for me. It's not for me. My, you know, when you're really close friends, maybe that's a little different, but for me, that is, it is not a thing. So that's something I can easily say no thank you to, right? But in everyday life, we have the things that are coming at us all the time. Doctor appointments, you can't always say no thank you to that. Um, you have school, you have just work appointments, work phone calls, all of those things. And you have to be evaluating, how does this make me feel? How does looking at my schedule make me feel? Right now, it's hard for your schedule not to feel very daunting because when you look at it and you're like trying to manipulate, how can I fit this into my day? How can I fit all the things in my day? You have to protect that schedule because that is your time. Your time is sacred 
and your energy is sacred and you don't want to let people into that space that are going to take away from the energy and take away from your sacred time. You want people who are going to build that up and you want to fill your time with activities that are going to build that up. So scheduling time to be at home, scheduling time for rest, scheduling time to move your body. Those are important things that need to go on the calendar first. Obviously work is important and scheduling those appointments, like you can't always avoid those, right? You have to, you have to have your work appointments. You have to have your phone calls. You have to have important doctor appointments. So some of the things that you can do right now is evaluating some of these things, right? Because we have to feel good about what we're doing. And number one, we should be always looking at the level of necessity, right? So like I said, like a shower, that's not, to me, that's not a necessity. So that can get an easy, like, no, thank you response. And you send the gift and you go about your business, right? But things like, like some of your doctor appointments are, are something right now that people are, are weighing and evaluating. Like, okay, do you try to go to the dentist now? Do you push your appointment off? And at the beginning of the pandemic, I did push, I pushed our appointments off because that freaked me out. Right. So now my son did have his appointment. Mine is coming up and I'm like, do we go now while the getting's good? Is that, is it worth it? Is it too risky? Do you push it off? Do you go now? So evaluating how this like necessary things are, is really important. Like some, like a well check or a physical as a grown up. Do you need to do that right now? Or is that something that you, you can push off? Like there's lots of other appointments that we, we all have and that we all do, but does it need to happen right now? Like one, I'm going to go to the eye doctor. Why? Cause I feel like my eyes have changed a little bit. So that is a necessity appointment for me, but there are other appointments like the getting pedicures. Those have unfortunately, but <laughs> those have been pushed off for me. I did get one, but like, I'm like a go every three weeks kind of girl. So that is something that I don't consider a necessity, although I miss it. Um, so that has gotten pushed off. So weighing how necessary things are can help us like as our primary point of, okay, all right. So you like f- can filter out anything that is not urgent, not something that could cause ongoing issues if you don't go, right? Then the next thing you want to evaluate is the way in which things can happen. Because let me tell you, some of the things coming out of the pandemic have been absolutely incredible for my life. So simple things like a med check appointment on telehealth is amazing, okay? And I know there's pros and cons. I am not a doctor. I am not giving you medical advice. But know this, that if I can check in with my son's doctor on a computer screen and spend whatever, 15 minutes or longer if I need it, because she's amazing. Instead of taking him out of school, going and picking him up, going to the office, sitting in the waiting room, like it is such a time saver to be able to do things that way. Different things can be done that way. Um, like all a lot of therapy appointments are being handled that way. I know for families, like things like early intervention are being handled that way. And again, pros and cons to everything. But some of the stuff, I hope, I really hope going forward, like we'll be able to keep things like that in place. Because I think that one, it's helpful for our doctors. I think it kind of 
lightens them up a little bit because they can not be exposed to so many just regular germs is what I've started calling them. But, and it frees up their schedule, it frees up their availability. And I'm sure it makes their jobs a little bit easier to, to some degree, obviously, they're complicated cases and whatnot, definitely not. But so that is, that's one thing is evaluating how things that can happen. So medical appointments sometimes can be done via telehealth now. Another option, like when you have to have meetings, like does it have to be a face-to-face meeting? Can it be a Zoom? I know we're a little over Zoom at this point, but sometimes it's really helpful. We do a lot of multidisciplinary meetings in the line of work that I do. And being able to have 10 professionals jump onto a conference call, that that is, it's so valuable to me and my practice because normally it would be like negotiating schedules for like three weeks and then at the end of the day, you might have like two or three of those professionals be able to actually come because they need the travel time to get there. We need to find a space to host a meeting like that. This way, it's literally like, here, here's the link. It's in your email. I already put it in your calendar. Boom, you're done. All you have to do is click the link and you're there. You don't even have to put pants on. No, no, no. But those things, I think going forward in a lot of our practices are going to be incredible. And I hope that those things stick around. Another thing that you can do is a lot of our meetings have shifted to not being meetings as much, but like connecting with someone outside or connecting like in smaller groups, like in, in settings like that. So instead of like meeting somebody for coffee in a busy coffee shop, you're not going to do that right now. Well, I'm not going to do that right. Some people are, I guess, but, but you could go for a walk or you can meet somewhere where you can be outside and you can have that space. And I think that is so good for us too, because we don't normally get enough time outside and adding a walk in while you're having a conversation is incredible. So again, different ways that you can maybe put like a little bit of a positive spin on things as you're evaluating how they're going to happen. Then, of course, there is the evaluating the people that we're going to be spending our time with because we do need to, like I said, you have to ask the questions like, where, where have you been? Who all have you seen? Have you been to these places? Will you go to these places? Like, and that is, those are questions we need to ask. And I think as professionals, when we're having meetings with people, I think a lot of us got, have gotten a little bit lax about asking like, are you feeling sick? Have you been exposed? Have you been around anybody who tested positive? Like, it's a shift that we need to kind of, we were really good about in the beginning and that I think many people have gotten lax and just like a little reminder to ask the questions, ask all the questions. So take that time and ask the people that you're supposed to be gathering with if if your intention is to gather with them that you need to know you know, what does that look like? How can you keep your boundaries up? Because at the end of the day, that's what this is all about. It's about setting your boundaries, holding your boundaries. And some of us are really good at that. And some of us are not so good at that. And it's easier, I think, to do that in certain settings. Like sometimes it's hard to hold, hold your boundaries at work for some of us. And then sometimes it's hard to hold your boundaries with your family. Sometimes it's hard to hold your boundaries with your friends. Sometimes it's really hard to hold your boundaries with your kids because they don't entirely understand and they still want to go and see and do and they want to play with their friends. And ultimately, you have to decide 
what is best for you and your family. But asking the questions and being able to hold that line, hold your count, hold the boundaries around your calendar, hold the boundaries around yourself and make yourself feel good because that's how, you know, you have to figure out how you want to feel. Do you want to feel connected? Then you need to figure out your ways to be connected to people. Do you want to feel rested? Then you need to take some space from, from all the people and all the things. Do you want to feel well rested? Do you want to feel some of us like to feel productive and you need to have to figure out how your calendar can make you feel that way. So those are the things that you have to start with is, is how you want to feel. And then you got to hold your, hold the line hard and fast and decide where you want the line to be. And it is, it's a lot when you're literally trying to decide 1700 times a day, how your calendar can reflect how you want to feel and what is best for you. It is, it is very daunting, but just take a step back. And here's the other thing. We live in a world where people expect instant responses, text messages, instant messages, all emails, all of those things. People expect instant answers, but guess what? You don't have to give anybody an instant answer. You can receive their message. You can even say, Hey, I got this. I'm going to get back to you. And you can take your time And in your own space, in your own way, you can decide what you want to do or not do. So hold that space for yourself too, because nobody, you do not owe it to anybody to answer instantly. You really don't. Is it respectful to answer? Yes. But does it need to be instantly? No. And guess what? I don't care if they can see the little read. I don't see if, care if they can see the little bubbles on your phone. You know what? Turn the read response off so that people don't even know you read their messages. Or you can respond and say, hey, I'm going to look into this or hey, I'm going to double check or hey, I'm going to think about this. Respond like that. So then you're acknowledging that or just say, hey, I got this. I'm going to get back to you. So that they, that is respectful to say, I got your message. And if they're like, wait, you don't know if you want to have coffee with me? No, I don't because I have 7 million other decisions to make today. So that is not one that I can make right now. And that's okay to say that. And you know what? If they've got a problem, send them to this episode. I can listen. But, but seriously, just you can respond and be polite and courteous, but not have to instantly make a decision because you need to make your decisions in your own space on your own time and have your time to Decide how you want to decide. Don't let people pressure you. Peer pressure is real and not just when you're a kid and not just like dare not to do drugs. Like as a grown up, it peer pressure is real. And right now there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot of people telling you what to do or not do. And that's not, don't think that that's what I'm trying to do here. I am just trying to tell you how you can feel a little bit better about trying to plan all the things that you need to plan and maybe help you like walk through that decision making. So if you have a friend or a family member that you think would like to hear this or might need to hear this, please send them to listen. If you have a few minutes and you could leave a review, I would really appreciate that because that helps get the podcast out to other listeners. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a great day.